Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Take it out. That's what makes what Christ did so great. What we have to do different is show an appreciation to him for what he did. Stripes across his back, cuttings of his flesh and his face. We have to reintroduce this to Christianity. This Savior suffered for our freedom. They, they were going to break his legs, but there was a word that prevented it. Not one of his bones should be broken. Come on now. That's the power of a word. And that word was spoken generations before that day came. So the soldiers, they just think it's a normal process. Well, we ain't going to break his legs. Look, he's already dead. You know, so it, we're going to just pierce him. Well, there was a word that came before. Come on, man, this is powerful. This is what love is all about. They came and says, he shall spill out his what? Blood and water come out. And that's what came out. So everything that's ever been said in this word about you has to be true. Come on now. When that Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or imagine. You can't make that word untrue. See, I'm teaching you how to question you about why something so true is not active in your life. You have to remove Jesus as the reasoning. That only leaves you. Because that's the only two persons that has control of you. Come on now. You got to open your sight up. I can have anything that I want to have. These people driving around Rolls Royces and going to ball games, man, and living mighty, as my parents say, high on the hog. I don't know what that means, but I'm incorporated it in today's message. You know, somebody's, I used to know that. I even taught it one time, but I, I, I lost the revelation on that. You know, but I'm saying to you, you can look around and people got all of this going on and all of that going on. And you feel like you got to sit there and just take what life gives you. I'm taking charge by focusing on what I got from Jesus for life. What you talking about? I'm ready to shout. My healing isn't temporary. It's permanent. And my faith is in a permanent word. So that every time 
The enemy tries to make me think it's temporary. I have to remind them that what Jesus gave me, his said, is permanent. Glory to God. If I don't preach no more, I've already preached. The Lord was telling me this morning, he said, make sure you tell them that my love isn't conditional. You counting in your mind how many times you messed up, and then you've got these files you put in your mind of major mess-ups, mid-major mess-ups, mid-mess-ups, small mess-ups, barely messed up, and a good day. And you don't have any marks about your good day where you applaud yourself. Hallelujah. We can't even take praise from people. People say, you are just wonderful. Oh, well, you ought to see me when I'm not so wonderful. What in the way? You are supposing that I haven't. Come on, I'm teaching. I'm just deciding to focus on what is wonderful about you. I want you to loose yourself right now from thinking that you are obligated to see you as people see you. Did you free yourself? You free right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't care how you see me, tell them. Now go back to say, that pastor told me to tell you that. I, just, I ain't trying to start nothing. <laughs> tell two other neighbors, I could care less what you think about me. Now go back to him and say, truth is, I would like for you to like me. Let's go back to him. <laughs> oh, glory to God. The Holy Spirit is something. Okay, so you, 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 you are trying to receive from people things that are not condition-based. That will always be the greatest flaw of man because Adam chose knowledge over life. Had he accepted what God gave him life-wise, already, there will be nothing condition-based because he would have been, as Jesus is, working from the end back. A spoken word out of his mouth would have been what it is. I hope you catch where I'm at. We get you born again, filled with the Spirit and with the Word of God, and you grow your faith to learn how to be like your big brother, Jesus, and speak the end. Yeah, okay. You go in the Word to the end, see it, embrace it, speak it, and the amen of it is the it is so of it. Selah is not just a moment to meditate on it, but it is also a piece of time 
to keep your mind from rejecting or contradicting or sabotaging, sabotaging what you just confessed. Amen. Got it? No, do you get it? I decree a thing. It doesn't take a minute. Because when I'm decreeing, I'm speaking like my father. It's instant. My sila is going to keep my mind from running to something different to uproot it. It's, it, uh, uh, okay. Uh, so a gentleman came and he fixed a pipe under the sink. And so what he said to us was, I, I put some sealant here, so I need you to leave the sink alone for a few hours till the sealant does what? Dries. Or becomes a rock-solid seal. Okay. Now, you can disregard that then you're disregarding his work. And you put water on it, then you never get what was paid for. Got it? Or you can obey what he said. And the seal of it is sure. Now you can put the pressure of the water and whatever else you want on it. And you've gotten what you paid for. Got it? So Jesus paid for your right to decree. Putting a Selah moment on it. Glory, oh, God, I'm at the time of my life right now. Let's that thing harden up. So you can decree, by this time next year, I'm going to be debt free. Oh! Man, I felt the Holy Ghost run through me. I ain't never, I, oh, he, the Lord said, I'm on you now. Yes, you are. You can decree that. And his said love for you, because now you got the revelation on it, comes into the picture. It couldn't come last year. You didn't have the revelation on it. You can decree last year. Well, why didn't I get it? You, you had to pick up some more. You had to, you had to pick up the aspect that what Jesus offers is permanent. And there is no action, no move, no sin of yours that can undo it. Now when you decree, the force of your faith will be much greater because you've got more revelation coming behind it. Boom! What you decree goes into motion and you got a lot more assistance coming in and angels are working way into time. If you don't ever back off of it, Lord have mercy. By this time next year, you will be Hallelujah. death free. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to join my sister here and bless the Lord. Uh, they taking, I, y'all taking notes, I know. God bless y'all. Amen. You should rejoice before the Lord 
And this is a sidebar. And thank him. That he has chosen to raise you up. To know him from a spiritual basis. And not from a fleshliness. So sometimes he has to take the ability away for a season. For you just to receive what you should receive. Doesn't want you to know him by performance. He only wants you to know him by his truth. He's real. Everything he offered you is real. And it's for real. What does that mean? Forever. It's permanent. It was big to him. To be hung on a tree, he was no curse. Cursed is he that hangeth on a tree. You got to understand God. God had to even release that verse and that truth to make big what his son would do. So you'd understand what he took on from you to free you. I have adoration for those that have come before me because of what they've been through. And they did it for me. There'll be pastors that'll come out of these young people. They're going to blow this nation off its hinges. Every one of us that are here now, we have major sized dreams. We don't want our hoary heads to go to the grave without our dreams. But you can't worry about that. Do you see? It's important that you see and dream big all the way so that the next group behind you can take what you left and use it to glorify God. Our hurt is that if our kids don't learn what we know and they don't hear us, they'll repeat our failures and they'll come behind us and won't use what we paid such a heavy price for to leave them. Imagine what Christ is saying today. I gave you love, no conditions. You know how many people that know you want you to walk up one day and just hug them and say, I forgive you. They want to be free. They don't want you to hate them anymore. They don't want you to be angry with them. 
They want you to forgive them. God does too. Because if you don't, then he can. And as I taught you last week, it's the only time you will see him go back in time to reverse. Forgiveness is there already. But if you refuse to forgive, then he's obligated by his word to go back and turn your forgiveness to unforgiveness and let you suffer what comes to you for your refusal to forgive. I'm going to live a long life teaching that. It should be the will of the Lord. Forgiveness keeps you accepting his love. Uh, let me change my teaching for a minute. Go to 1 John 4. I've went past my time. I'm sorry. I didn't even know I taught that long. Is this really what the... Oh, no. I'm good. Uh, I've done a very stupid thing here. I've not reversed my watch back an hour. Did anybody have the same problem I did where you woke up and, and it's, you got to do something with that extra time, basically? You know, because your body is so conditioned. I guess I was the only one. You all are such a wonderful congregation, all of you. Many heads looked up as to say, uh-oh. Thank you all for being so gracious. All right, so 1 John 4 and 18. Can I start at verse 14? And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. To be what? then no one else can be that. Right? Only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. One Savior. Jesus is his name. Well, I can remember this. My mind is going back now sanctified church or any kind of church with some Holy Ghost in it, you had to come to this question. What's his name? Jesus. See, y'all y'all wouldn't make it. The bishop would have to <laughs> preach a sermon on y'all. You, you got to answer that with some fire. What's his name? Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. That don't fire you up. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. So powerful. Wow. 16. Now, receive what the verses are saying because they're the word of God. Um, John 1 says, 
101. In the beginning was the Word. Say it with me. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? And it goes on to say there was not anything that was made. Oh, they got it up here? Oh. <laughs> they a little ahead of me. But there was not anything that was made that wasn't made by the Word. All right, now, look who's getting that revelation. He's getting it because of his extreme love for Jesus. He saw him differently than the other disciples did. Yeah, the apostle did. This is the one that the scripture says that, you know, he was resting in Jesus' bosom, you know, doing the dinner and just, just chilling. By today's standard, you, 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 you can't even hardly have a, a, a true best friend without people thinking the craziest and weirdest things and, and actually have a reason to. Okay? But there was an extreme, deep love that John had for Jesus that he got from God. I really believe that. Because he, <laughs> he writes in his book, this is the disciple whom Jesus loved. None of the others write that. He had this persona that made Peter say, well, what you going to do with this joke? Jesus was like, well, what is it to you? Uh, stay with me. I'm getting to something. He had the revelation that Jesus loved him. Peter was too busy having a revelation, so he thought, that he loved Jesus. But when it came down to the fiery trial, per se, and Jesus told Peter, you are all talk because your walk with me is based upon what you think you're giving me. And we're realizing that you don't know what I've given you. Are you with me? <laughs> Glory to God. So, aren't you the one that remembers Jesus? Blank? No. Brother, what hell? Why'd I do that? No. I, I saw you run with him. No, you ain't saw me. Now, the one that loved him is in the middle of the fire. Using fire as a word, a descriptive word only. He's in the middle of what's happening. They're ready to take Jesus and the one that realized that Jesus loved him is there. All the rest have put distance between the Savior and themselves. Third time, 
Peter cusses out the people. He thought he showed his love by cutting somebody's ear off. The one who recognized Jesus' love for them is the one who properly behaved the whole way throughout. That's why Jesus at the end, from an earthly perspective, said, Mama, this is your boy now. Bruh, you always have my back. You got my mama now. Yes, sir. You can make it only if you recognize his love for you. And don't put much stock in yours towards him. We offer condition-based. I'm learning this. Please abide with me, work with me. And it's true. There are people that will come in your life and swear to you, I'm going to be with you to the end. God placed me in your life, brother Pulliam, and I've learned not to get angry, and if you love them, don't hold them to that. It's condition-based, no matter how much they mean it. Otherwise, you won't be able to hold them. Um, Julie went on her first mission trip and she brought me back these items. So Mrs. P said, we have to put them in a place where they're protected. So it doesn't matter who's running through and we're prepared for the day when um, Parker gets big, well, she's there, to run through wide open she can't hurt it. It's encased off the floor. It has a protective casing about it. Because I have to rely on Jesus' love for you to hold you, I've learned to put you in the protective casing of his word and his love. And to admire your beauty of his glory on you like I have to do those items. I can walk past and say, Todd, do you remember when Julie? I sure do. Every now and then, I'll even take them out and and look at them, and, and every time she added something, we'd put it into the same area. You, you got it? When you learn 
about his love for you, your approach to one another is going to change. When you see giftings, special blessings on each of you, you will learn how to admire close up through the protective casing and then sometimes opening the door and being able to take out and really admire. Yeah. These people, he said, are made to be a praise for me, not each other. If anyone is to go in that casing and pick those items out and mess them up or lose them, that's where we're going to find out if forgiveness is really forgiveness or not. Why? Because of what it means. Listen, listen, this is how Christ sees you. Because of what it means to me. I've done so much for everyone in my life that they should, out of love, not tinker with what I'm preserving. Father, John 17, no one has been able to take anyone out of my hand. I don't even know if I'm still saved. You're the only one. I'm giving you Holy Ghost teaching. Don't get this with your mind and you won't be able to handle it. Get it with your spirit. Quit living with your mind anyway. I, well, life just ain't gave me what it, life ain't supposed to give you nothing the enemy turned it upside down now get the other life well Christ turned it right side up you know a human being got a right to mess your psyche up Turn you into a ravaging beast because you're so angry. Did they beat you with a whip? With metal? And other things on the end of it, did they disfigure you? Even if you suffered physical harm, there was always, as horrible as it is, a purpose attached in a sense. But Christ took it specifically only for you. Anybody take you out to the town square and turn you around and tie you to a post and whip off the skin of your back with cattails? People in slavery suffered that. 
But as much as they did, for the horror of it, it still wasn't the same as when Christ suffered it. They were like him in many ways with what they suffered. But Jesus told me this weekend, it still ain't him. Why? They were too flawed to give back. Death was death. That's why no man or woman should take that from another man or woman. Christ was able to suffer that, Sister Moses, on his way to being buried. Though he would be resurrected from the dead. He who knew no sin and no failure, he who was spotless, perfect, was made to know all of our failures and experiences of weakness, he somehow in a matter of hours experienced every disease and sickness that's ever come into the earth. Lord, have mercy. God gave me a vision one time and he reminds me of it now. Where I saw the Lord hanging on the tree and it, where he was spinning so fast and each spin was a different disease. And he was suffering and, and the disfigurement of his face from lupus, from a heart attack. Come on now. We fall out on one attack to our bodies. We dare not belittle the violations of lives and the tragedies that have come to people, but what Christ did is un matched. Hallelujah. He who healed blinded eyes had to go blind for a second. He who opened up deaf ears had to go deaf for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Everybody he healed, he had to taste what they went through. He was what we call him a disabled. The Bible says crippled. For that speck of time. He kept turning into whatever it is that you went through, covering every wicked thing that the devil could have released into the earth. Christ became that for a second, dealing with it. Jesus. Hallelujah. 
39 stripes to cover every category of any potential sickness or disease. So he took the beating for it and had to taste it. That'll fool, get the fool out of you if you have to taste what everybody's went through. That'll stop you from seeing people funny. Can't see yourself funny, but you can see somebody else funny. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want you to take the emphasis off of self. Tell them that. Put it on Christ. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed. 